You have tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. All right, Daniel, this is going to be a short episode of Televised Heroics this week. Um, mainly because a lot of the shows are on hiatus, or not hiatus, Supergirl's off. Uh, green or arrows off, uh, flashes off, and it was the new episode of Agents of Shield, but I didn't get around to watching that this week, so I will do that with next week's episode, uh, both episodes. But uh, I think we have waited long enough as uh, the listeners and myself, and we're I'm just gonna make you jump on to Agents of Shield now. You're just gonna have to watch it from where where you're where where it starts at. I'm gonna be so confused, but okay. That's good because that way you can a- ask questions while while we're talking about it, and I can be like, "Well, oh, well, this is what happened earlier in the few earlier seasons and stuff like that," and maybe that will help out some of our listeners too. All right. All right. So first off, let's talk about some news. Uh, I saw online that. Uh, Netflix and Marvel are stating that uh, the the Iron Fist Netflix show is going to be completely different from the other two shows that we've already seen, which makes a lot of sense because Jessica Jones is already pretty different from Daredevil, um, and I assume Luke Cage is going to be completely different from Jessica Jones. So uh, the the Iron Fist show is probably going to be, I, I hope, what it's going to be is going to be very mystical and martial arty in its source, you know, like, uh, I, we already get a lot of martial arts in, in Daredevil, but this, you know, this one will do more of the, um, mysticism side of martial arts. I hope so. <laughs> it has that, it has be, all I mean, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be cool to see all these things happen. Um, but I mean, they obviously haven't released too much on that yet. Uh, and, and, and as everybody knows, Daredevil season two starts up this weekend. So that's something to look forward to. Maybe we'll see, uh, some type of cameo from our Danny Rand. Cause I know, I think, well, I don't know. I think that was a rumor earlier who they had cast. I wonder if Luke Cage is going to show up in Daredevil. Oh, that'd be awesome. I hope so. I really liked, I mean, you know, how, uh, Rosario Dawson was in Jessica Jones. So I hope they have a little crossover like that too. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. I mean, especially since the character that Rosario Dawson plays, plays Claire Temple, had a relationship with Luke Cage in the comic books. So, did you have any news? Um, just uh, this morning what I saw is that um, they released the first uh, official look for uh, The Killing Joke. And it has that is true. And it has been confirmed that Kevin Conroy will be reprising Batman, and Mark Hamill will, you know, be reprising his iconic jo- uh, iconic role as a Joker. 
<laughs> which is awesome because you know uh there has been some people that came pretty close with the with the voice of the joker but i, I you know i can never i can never get over mark hamill's joker same it's here. so amazing same here um trying to think on who did, did it for the game um arkham origins but he came pretty close too yeah yeah, like I said, I mean, some people can almost replicate it, but I mean, there will always be a special place in my heart for, for, uh, for Mark Hamill's Joker. He, I mean, it was always the creepiest and and the best, and the way that he could always go from laughter straight into like disgust is it was just always so cool. Yeah, he did an amazing. He did an amazing job, and I mean, I know he'll do an amazing job in this one as well. Yep. Uh, any, did you have any other news? Cause I don't No. I think right now it's kind of a slow, slow time. So, uh, we might, we might be, have to wait a little bit to get some more, some more news or at least things that we find worthy enough to talk about. If not, we'll probably just post them on the Facebook page. That's true. We do that a lot too. Um, so the first show we're talking about is Gotham as usual. Uh, this was the second half of the Mr. Freeze episode. Uh, how did you feel about it, just just overall, without you know getting into it too much? I thought this episode was um, was actually pretty good. Uh, you know, I agree. I thought the the this this ex- episode delving more into uh, Victor Frice as a character uh, was pretty cool. I, you know his his suit was a little <laughs> cheesy, <laughs> uh, like it was half football pads and. The other half was like the the head of a, a astronaut uniform, so I don't know exactly know where he got those two pieces from, but it was cool nonetheless. Um, you know, they they don't really talk about his background too much of like how he was he got the idea to make the the uh, freezing gun. Or how he's smart enough to make the reanimation fluid or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. And I I mean, I think it just has to go with with the story that everybody knows, just trying to save his wife and that that's it. They don't wanna go much right. deeper into that. But they never talk about if whether or not he's a doctor, right? do they? I don't, or a scientist or anything like that? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean which kinda of keeps true with the original um the original background of Mr. Freeze because that's why he's Mr. Freeze and not Dr. Freeze because he was just a regular thug that had a freeze gun in his origins in the Batman comic books. He was a, the whole, I think the whole Nora wife thing came about in the animated series. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right about that one. And then of course we had, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger play him in the Batman and Robin movie. And uh, bat nipples. That's what <laughs> we had. Bat nipples, and we had the whole uh, uh, McGregor's d- disease. That's what Nora was supposed to be suffering from. And Alfred catches it too. And Alfred had it, but he was in the lower lower stages of it. So they were the, Freeze had already had a, uh, a a cure for the lower fra- lower stage of it, just not the more advanced stage that Nora was in. Um. Yeah, I mean, the, other than that, the, uh, we got to see young Bruce Wayne again because he was kind of absent from the first episode back. 
Um, he seems to be a lot more serious about finding matches Malone. Yeah. <laughs> asking, uh, asking Selena to go find, get him a gun and, uh, you know, working out all the time. And I mean, the kid just even seems like, like he grew like three inches <laughs> since the last time I saw him on TV. Yeah. Which is very possible. You know, the kids at that age, especially boys, they just start sprouting. Are you sure you want to talk about little boys on the show? Uh, well, I'm not <laughs> trying to talk about little boys, but you know it's uh, it's what's on the show. So uh, don't get mad at me, people. You write to your Fox people, your Fox executives. Um, yeah, I, I was I I liked how they were able to show. Like it was very, it was very obvious what they were doing between Nora and and Leslie Tompkins, and especially since they put her, put the two of them in the scenes together so much because Nora kept kept being like, "Oh, I saw him going down the road, but I just kept letting him go, saying that he was doing it for the right reasons." And you know, it's obviously that's the same thing that Leslie is saying about about what Gordon did, you know, or has done. So where is it going to stop at this point? It's not going to stop. Well, no, it's got to stop at some point because, uh, you know, if, if we follow the the Batman story, when Batman comes, he the only good cop is is Gordon, so he's gonna have to be uh, morally, uh, you know, good, so that Batman has to choose him to be his partner, basically. Well, I mean, what else did, about this episode stuck out to you uh, in particular? Um, the special effects were really, really awesome. You're right. the The ice effects were really pretty great in, in these two episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they spent some money. Do you think it's going to be weird that once Bruce finally comes Batman and comes back to Gotham to help clean it up, that all these villains are going to be like so much older than him? It should be easy, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not necessarily. I mean, I guess Poison Ivy will be younger than him uh, because we already saw her. And um, uh, what's what's his face? Scarecrow will probably be about around the same age as him because we already saw him as a kid. Um, but like, I, I mean, who do you? Black Mask is going to be super old, and uh, Mister Freeze is going to be old. It Harvey seems Dent. just seems Harvey Dent's going to be much older than him. That's that's I- that just seems weird. I always figured that, you know, Harvey Dent was around Bruce's age anyway, or maybe like five years older. I, I wouldn't even say five years older. I would definitely say they were supposed to be the same age. Um, uh, and then also speaking of villains, you know, the, every, 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 every episode they make it a point to show you more and more of uh, Joker, Joker laughs and Joker graffiti everywhere. Uh, how do you feel more and more about the fact that the Joker that eventually will will make an appearance and be the pretty much the 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 antithesis of of Batman is going to be a guy who just kind of grew up with it around him and 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 is following a legacy instead of just uh, creating his own image? Yeah, that doesn't sit right with me, you know. Yeah, I mean, it just seems kind of hurtful. I think they just rushed it because somebody wanted to see the Joker on the show, so that they just threw Jerome in there. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely what's going on. Uh, we also had the Penguin, you know, being in Arkham now. He uh, ended up getting some electric shock from the doctors there at, at Arkham. And freaking, he's all, they're torturing me, Jim. They're torturing me. You have to help me. And he Jim just walks shit. away. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's kind of weird because I know that Tim Burton in the Batman Returns movie depicts Penguin as this grotesque sideshow freak mutant who is a villain and he's very much so uh, over-the-top kind of villain that you would see. But if you look at the comic books, the Penguin isn't mutated, for one. He is short, but he also is just a regular crime boss. He's the same as Falcone. He doesn't go to Arkham. He, He doesn't eat raw fish like they do, you know, like a penguin does. So how do you feel about them kind of going more with the the whole penguin is crazy and he's, uh, you know, he's going to become more like a penguin than just in, in looks? I'm not thinking that either, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, obviously I, I have my own problems with the Tim Burton movie, but I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why they would they would do it this way with that character. I don't know. Just because they want to show us how creepy Indian Hill and Arkham really is. Well, you know, that, that was funny that we, uh, you bring up Indian Hill. We, so we got to see Theo Gallivan for the first time in this episode in the, in the vat in Indian Hill. Right. Just floating there in that liquid. Yeah. So, uh, obviously with, um, when we saw, Victor Freeze or Victor Freiss after he uh, shot himself with the with the gun or his malfunctioning or with his suit or whatever it was uh, after his wife killed herself, um, he is now the Mister Freeze that we know that has to stay in sub freezing temperatures or else he's going to die. And it looks like he's going to teach Hugo Strange on how to reanimate dead tissue, which is actually pretty cool. And I mean. That is either going to, if they bring back Theo, that's either going to hinder, you know, Jim or it's going to help him out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very true. So, yeah, we have, and plus, you know, the other villains that we've seen in there, like uh, like Fish Mooney, she's in there. Right. So, everybody's a possibility to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? What if, um, what if they bring back Jerome for some reason? Wow, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he could easily come back if if Galavan can come back from a, a bullet to the head, he can come back from a, a knife to the throat. Yep, and he'll be crazier than ever. And thus, the real then, thus he is the Joker again. You know, he's the he created the legacy. Plus, he still gets to be the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think about that. That's pretty. It's pretty impressive. That's a good theory, Daniel. <laughs> Fox, if you're listening, pay Mitch and, and myself. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about this episode? No, that's pretty much it. Pretty slow, but pretty cool at the same time. Cool. Um, Okay, well then we'll just skip right on over to Legends of Tomorrow, 
which was a pretty terrible episode, if you have to ask me. <laughs> because it opened up with 1950s uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't. I I don't know much about the fifties. I guess, but why is it always whenever it's in a movie or a TV show or something, it's always depicted as car racing? I'm not too sure either, man. It makes doesn't make that much sense. I guess they without the internet, they didn't have very much else to do, huh? I guess not. I mean, you just have to race cars fast and hope you don't die. Yep. Or you know how Jack says, um, every good horror movie starts back uh, back in the fifties. <laughs> I don't even think about that. But you're right. Um, yeah. So once again, they've come to the fifties because uh, Gideon has, has decided that's probably the best place to come across uh, uh, Vandal Savage, right? Right. And uh, now they've now that they're there, they're in a small town, which is obviously still very much on the wrong side of civil rights for uh, African Americans, and they are having a trouble. They're you know they they decide they're gonna um, infiltrate the town and look for Vandal Savage by having Adam and uh, Shaira act as a married couple, which. Only benefits because they just found out that they kind of like each other. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> How convenient. Very convenient. And, uh, of course, there's also at the almost kind of the beginning of uh, Women's Liberation. So we have Sarah's character kind of helping a, a, a female nurse come to terms with the fact that she's a lesbian. And... Um, we also have uh, 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 Jax wanting to go date a white girl in the middle of town and sitting at the counter, the lunch lunch counter, which, you know, black kids weren't allowed to do. And almost I mean, gets just his ass tr- kicked. <laughs> yeah, it's just that they're trying too hard to do to throw so much, you know, in. And I get it. It's a time travel thing, but uh, I don't know. There was just... I just want I just want things to happen instead of them building more character, which is weird because I love character development, but they're just they're shoving it all here at the beginning. Like I said last week, they're just shoving it all in at the beginning and hoping people stick around. Right. Or maybe you know I know you like character development, but maybe you think that they're uh, not doing it right. So hey, that's what's turning off off in the show. That that could definitely be it. So like. The whole uh, Shayira, uh, you know, or or uh, Kendra, whichever way you want to call her, you know, falling in love with Adam seems way too forced and way too soon, um, especially since Carter just died. What? How many weeks ago? Um, and, and Three, four. To, yeah, and even to her own like uh, acknowledgement, she got all of her memories back right when he died or right before he died. So she does have all those emotions of loving him through all those lives in her. But yet she was able to just get on with it, start making out with Ray, you know. It's not no big deal. Rebound. Um, well, I mean, yeah, that would be the story. That would definitely be the story that they would do with this Ray Palmer because he's such a sorry sack. He's so, like, pathetic. Everything, 
about him is like, oh, I can't get this right. Oh, I'm not the superhero I want to be. Oh, it's like, come on already. Ray Palmer is a scientist. He's a scientist first, an adventurer second, and a superhero third. Like, he is all about science. It's how he found, I mean, it's why he found the white dwarf star that that shrinks him. (laughs) Oh, God, I just thought of something. So once they find, you know... Hawkman, it's going to be a love triangle. Oh, God, why? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's definitely going to happen. And then we're going to um, have Emo Adam. Oh, great. That should only that should be lots of fun. Uh, and then, like, the only one that's talking about the fact that uh, Heat Wave isn't on the ship anymore is Jackson. He's like, uh, you totally just killed your best friend. And now I'm supposed to he sit here and, like, trust you? And, like, everybody else just kind of just walks away from it. Like, no, this is kind of important. Is, <laughs> you know, he he killed his best friend. Everybody's probably like, nah, you're just a kid. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I, don't, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it playing out that way. Um, so I, I, I did definitely think it was... It was cool that I, mean, I guess at this point Jackson is kind of the character that I I relate to the most in this show because he's the one that's constantly like you people are weird you're <laughs> doing this the wrong way. That's true. <laughs> he has the morals. Yeah, he definitely has it more than anybody else. <laughs> you would think Doctor Stein would have morals too, but I guess not. Uh, well, see, that's like, well, that's, that's from the very beginning of this show, Dr. Stein, Professor Stein is just like, oh, well, I don't know how many more adventures I have left to me because I'm an old guy, so I'm willing to drug you and take you with me, and then we're going to just go on adventures. Obviously, his moral compass is off. Oh, that's uh, true. He roofied him. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, you know, is, is a killer, and we have to constantly be reminded that she has to fight back that urge to kill. So yeah. her moral compass is off. Uh, they want us to believe that Captain Cold, that Larry Snart, is a is a hero deep down, and that he only did the the crime, the crimes because um, you know because of his upbringing or the opportunities that were up for were given to him and stuff. But I have, you know. What sixty years worth of comic books to to say otherwise? And obviously, you know, Captain Rip Hunter is is so hapless and so clueless in what the hell he's doing. He he's already told us that he's broken the one rule that they have in to be a time master. Don't don't have relationships. And what did they do? He wouldn't have a relationship. I mean. As much character development as they're doing with these characters, there's nothing to really relate to anybody yet, other than Jackson, who just keeps calling them out on their shit. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, I mean, this episode, I want to say, was maybe a C-class horror movie. That's what I want to call it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what they were trying to do. I mean, especially since Jackson references the fact that horror movies start in the 50s. Um, yeah, the the creatures that they end up becoming because of some nth metal meteorite that they touched and they became part birds and all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, 
it was trying to be like a horror movie, and I I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to they're trying to be like like supernatural. They're trying to give you these wonky episodes every once in a while that that are going to be, um, you know, what make the show different from the other two shows. But it's it's not working yet. <laughs> it's too cheesy. It was. It was kind. Of, it was very cheesy. Like basically, I mean. Can you think of the episodes that you've liked so far? I know the Star City 2046 episode I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that one and uh, the episode with the Space Pirates, which was last week. I, I enjoyed the Space Pi- or the Time Pirates, not Space Pirates. Yeah. Time Pirates. Right, Time Pirates. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed that one too, but there was, there was parts of it that I was like, oh, I can't believe this is what they're doing. Um <laughs> And maybe, like, the first episode, the first two episodes, I thought were pretty good. Or, I guess, the one pilot episode that was split into two. Yeah. Anything about this particular episode that interests you? I liked I liked his haircut, uh, Vandal Savage's haircut. I thought that was interesting to see him with short hair instead of the long hair. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I also think it's funny is that every time I hear him talk, mm-hmm. all, I think of, all I think of is Christoph Waltz. From Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it kind of resembles his voice. Soft, slow. And everything's pronunciated correct, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's where I'm at. Um. So, I guess the biggest thing is that they ended up getting marooned in the 50s. Oh, yeah. So, that's how the episode ends. Because they have yet to actually deal with Kronos... And um, with Kronos there, he 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 he's he's fighting them on the inside of the ship while three of their people are still on the outside of the ship, which is uh, what Adam, Adam Kendra and and, and Sarah. Sarah, yeah. So it's Captain Cold, Jax, Stein, and Shite. No, oh, that's it, right on the inside. Yeah, Captain Cold, Stein, and Rip, and Jax. Jax are on the inside. Okay. So, you know, they decide to take off while um, the other three are still outside, which I think is interesting that, that we have yet to see Kronos' face. Like, even in the earlier episodes when they first introduced him, and now this. What if it ends up being Mickey Rourke or Mickey Rourke, <laughs> Mick Rory underneath there? What if, what if it ends up being Heatwave? Oh God, you, <laughs> that'd be a total mindfuck. It'd be kind of weird, right? I mean, yeah. especially since he'd definitely want to get revenge on these guys. Yeah, for leaving him for dead on some wherever they never explained where where it is they left him, uh, what or when they left him. Now I gotta. I kind of want to go watch the earlier episodes then, just to see if, uh, you know, Kronos ever tried attacking um, Rory. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Seeing that first episode when he calls him uh, uh, Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. When did when Boba Fett show up? <laughs> yeah, because he can't attack you know himself. What? It kind of it kind of upsets me is that because because Rory was one of my was my favorite character. I think. Probably my favorite character on the show, and for him to be gone, which I really don't think he's gone. I think he's going to end up showing back up. Uh, it, it just kind of upsets me. He was good. I just like how he was a muscle man of the team, and like didn't give a shit and would fuck anybody up that's in the way. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, he—he's just—he was their tank. He was the—he was there to to bust things up and and cause chaos. And then you know the jokes they gave him were fucking funny too. Yeah, exactly. He always had the great one-liners. Uh, so that's how the, this episode ends. And then I mean, they're kind of doing this, I think, uh, regularly with uh, the the episode ending with where the next episode is going to begin, so that it all kind of flows together. Um, how do you feel about that? Like, Star Supergirl does this a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it does a pretty good job at doing that, just to know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's how I see it, too. Um, I think that kind of, I think that kind of shows, I mean, it, it might show that they're kind of writing the show for binge watchers. Oh, you're probably right. Right. I mean, that way, as soon as the episode ends, you you kind of want to just go right into the next episode so that you can see how how why, how why that why that ended that way. That's a good point. Uh, anything else you want to say about this episode? Not not really. <laughs> All right. Well, then, uh, you know, let's let's get on to the meat of the of the show, which. Uh, I think it's kind of funny that I called it that. <laughs> the Walking Dead. Another great episode. Another really great episode. Man, so many, so many things that you know they had to deal with in this episode that really make you think about what kind of characters they are now from where they were when they the show first started. And you know the biggest the biggest thing is that Glenn had to kill a person not a walker but an actual living person which apparently he hadn't he hadn't done up until this point right and i i really i really respected the fact too that you know he didn't let heath kill the other guy that was sleeping how glenn just like no you know you can't do this i'll do it for you well, yeah, I think Glenn Glenn had just killed the other guy in the room, so I think he was like, "There's no point in tainting both of our souls. I already did mine. Let me do yours too." You know. Even though when they got into the armory, they kind of both, you know, sprayed a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that's the difference is that what, do you kill, killing a person in cold blood or killing a person in self defense? Now, you could say that all the killing that they're doing in in that building is in self-defense because they know Negan's people are going to come to kill them eventually. But stabbing a person through the eye while they sleep just seems very uh, cold-hearted, I guess. No, I I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. (laughs) Whereas they're chasing you down, you jump into a room where the armory's at and you just start spraying through the door. It's it's more like, oh, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm making this decision while, so that I don't die. Right. Which I also have to wonder, like when when the prison was invaded by the governor, you mean to tell me that Glenn didn't kill any regular people in that whole thing? I guess not. I mean, yeah, he had to, but I guess that's not what the writers want us to believe. Yeah, it's definitely not what the writers want us to believe. So interesting. I I want to say this uh, episode was very uh, Carol centric as well. Right, yeah, there was a lot going on with Carol, especially the fact that she got herself a, a love interest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I did like the fact that she, you know, it was funny that she was making those cookies out of what beets and 
and, acorns. Uh, acorns. That's right. That's a a very interesting a uh, recipe. But you know, she's going around handing them out to everybody. I don't know where she got all that Tupperware from, but she had enough to hand out to everybody, and then eventually put one on on uh, what, what's the kid's name? Sam. Sam. Yeah, Sam's grave. Which, uh, you know, I guess is the least you could do, seeing as how you got him killed, and then got his mother killed, and then got his brother killed, and then got Carl's eye taken out. All because of you, Carol. <laughs> so, and it was, it was cool that she was kind of being more of a protective mother again, especially to Maggie, because Maggie is an expectant mother. She's like, you shouldn't be here. You should be... Taking care of the preborn, you know, back at home or back at Alexandria. And she got pretty stern with Rick, too. It was like, hey, that was a mistake bringing her. Right. But, you know, I don't think Rick can stand up to women at all. So as soon as Maggie was like, I'm coming, you'd be like, okay, whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so this was her choice. Right, exactly. So that, that little... Uh, notebook she had do you, is is she counting how many people she's actually killed that's what i took it as okay yeah she's she's uh i mean because that would have been um uh the two people that or I, for, I forget who the first one was but then there was the two people she <clears throat> killed in the prison because they were sick and then uh when she had to kill the little girl like looking at the flowers Mm-hmm. And and then the people at Terminus, I didn't quite understand the the what was it the candle lady? Yeah, yeah. Is Terminus as oh. well? I think. Oh yeah, that's part of Terminus. So why why split it up that way? Because I think she was begging uh, Carol not to kill her. She killed her anyway. Oh no no! I'm just saying why why oh. split up her numbering that way? Oh, because she already had Terminus three people and then. Candle Lady, and then something else. You know what I mean? Right. If it was all part of Terminus, why not just keep it all as Terminus for people, you know? Hey, that's when, you know, she had an even bigger turning point. I guess. I mean, if you, if, like you said, she the, the they were asking, she was saying, you don't need to kill me, and she killed her anyways. That's kind of a bigger point, a turning point. Uh, so when, when you get to the point where they've, they've, they believe they cleared out that whole building, and uh, then that dude takes off. Well, one, where is Tara and Heath headed off to? Um, Hilltop. I don't think that's where. Was that where they were going? I think they were going to meet up with uh, with the rest of them. With uh, oh no, Jesus stayed behind too at the compound. Right, Jesus is at the compound because the one dude took uh, the brother back to Hilltop. After they saved him. Yeah, I think... Gosh. They, I, I don't know. They had to go back to the hilltop. Just... Well, I thought I heard something about them going on a, on a long run. They said that they wouldn't be back for two weeks. I heard that, too. That's right. She did say that to uh, Denise, the doctor. She said, uh, you know, it's going to be two weeks. And she's like, well, you could come with me. She's like, well, I can't. I'm the doctor. <laughs> So I, I guess they were planning on going on a long run at that point. It seems like it was weird just to leave right after ki- killing those people and then like, oh, well, they're going to go on a run. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. 
so they take off and then the dude comes flying out of the the one garage or whatever with uh with the on a motorcycle and i'm i'm not gonna lie i didn't catch this at first but when daryl says where'd you get that bike i was like really you're you're wondering about bikes right now but it's because it's his bike right i forgot that his bike got stolen from him by those other guys dwight stole his bike and crossbow I'm, i'm guessing dwight uh isn't around anymore (laughs) if someone else is using the bike now yeah poor dwight (laughs) Uh, poor dwight um but also i i didn't even think i i didn't think about this when they were killing everybody in that in that building in that compound but there were no women it didn't seem like it seemed like they were only killing men in that building so when alicia witt gets on the on the walkie talkie being like hey we have some people here you might want to talk to, or you might want to not kill our guy. Um, I was like, wow, I didn't even think about them splitting up men and women. Yep. And it's very interesting. We have a Maggie and Carol. Yeah, you know, I couldn't, I, especially with Carol being there, I can't believe that they got captured. I know. I mean, it was dark. I can give them the benefit of the doubt. Right, exactly. And, I mean, they were making enough noise by talking loud and dealing with those walkers that were nearby. But it, it was, I, I still, like, well, the way character, Carol, Carol's character is being, you know, written now, I, I'm very surprised that she was, uh, she was snuck up on or captured. Maybe it's all part of a plan that she has. It, that could definitely be it, too. She is now cunning and, 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 uh, quite the deceiver herself so who knows so what uh what do you think of all the pictures of the bashed heads oh i mean obviously that was put there to be like yeah these these are bad people we it's okay to kill these people because they are really bad yeah but uh i mean it also foreshadows especially since the person that was looking at it is <laughs> glenn was glenn um, which also had me going because like this whole episode, I'm like, I like, like I only know about what what's gonna happen. I don't actually, I've never read it, and I've, t- I've said this too many times. I've never read the comic book, and 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 you have, so I'm sitting here like, oh, is is Negan gonna be in one of these rooms? How is this <laughs> thing gonna end? But then they make it outside. And they think they've cleared it. I'm like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> uh. We didn't meet Negan yet, and then all of a sudden they call on the radio. I'm like, "Oh man, there's going to be another compound somewhere else. There's more people elsewhere. This is not good." Because it's just like a, a a thing hanging over my head now. Because I know what happens to Glenn, and uh, I'm just waiting for it to either happen or not happen in the show. Is the anticipa- anticipation kind of killing you? It's not killing me, but it's more like. Uh, it's just, it's just making me anxious. I see. So, if they would have used Jeffrey D. Morgan's voice for that walkie-talkie saying like, hey, you know, we have, we captured some people, how would he have felt if that was Negan's voice? I would have, I would have freaked the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, oh my god, it's happening! (laughs) But, uh, you know, Alicia Witt is cool too. I like her as an actress, so... Uh, let's see. Uh, do you know? Do you know her character at all? Uh, no. And in the comic book does does Negan have like a a woman right hand woman? I'm trying to I'm trying to think. 
because he has many wives, and I just can't remember that far <laughs> or that far of back. Of course, of course, he has many wives. The freaking <laughs> jackass. <laughs> <sighs> um, anything else important in this episode that you want to bring up? Okay, so Morgan had a really, really guilty look on his face at the end of the episode. Oh, that's true. Um, obviously, he wasn't. He wasn't. Wait. He wasn't with them, right? No, he stayed back in um, Alexandria. Yeah, Alexandria. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this the whole killing and not killing thing is really playing on him now. So, you think that he did something at Alexandria that's going to hurt the group? Um, I think so. Especially since he has welding, I think he's gonna. He's oh gonna... no, that's just he's just making he's just making a better jail cell. Oh okay. He's making one that's going to be just like the one that the dude that captured him had, so that he, the guy can realize that he's been in, he could have walked out of the jail cell at any time, you know, kind of thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> because Either that or he's making one that actually locks so that the people can't get out like how the wolf got out. Right. I was just thinking, I was like, holy shit, what if he's going to lock the group out? Oh no no! He's just making a better jail cell. I mean, oh, okay. I, I I like I like where your head's going. I, I like you coming up with theories, but <laughs> I, I I really think that he's just making a better jail cell than than what they have because right now what they have is just a room with drywall up, you know, and a it's bed. Not, <laughs> yeah, it's not very secure. Okay, all right. Well then, <laughs> but I like the I like the idea though what you just said that um you know. The choice of, you know, killing or not killing is really looming over his head. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Because he's, he's made this life choice that he's not going to kill anybody anymore. But obviously when you go up against people like, like Negan's people. See, like, you, you go up against a group of people like that. You're not going to be able to just take each one individually, put them in a cell and be like, okay, this is the time when you're going to change. I mean, the guy was able to change Morgan because it was one-on-one. When it's yep. when you're going against a group of people, it's just it's gonna have to be kill or get killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And unless and you're I mean, Batman, then you can put people yes. to sleep and, and stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or severely injure them. Exactly. Well, uh, that's pretty much what I had to say about this episode. Yeah, you know that's what I uh, pretty much where I'm at too. I think. Uh, the season, other than two episodes in total, one of them being the mid-season finale, has just been incredible. Uh, you know, it hasn't really slowed down for me any. It really hasn't just, it hasn't, uh, it hasn't had any had any lulls or uh, dull parts. It's just one crazy thing after another, and I can't wait to see where it ends at. You know, and what's gonna what's gonna be left of the group, I guess, basically. They are really going to need to keep up this momentum for the next season as well. Oh, I know. If if the next season doesn't have this this type of momentum, it's going to be a real letdown. It is. I completely agree. <laughs> so, Daniel, uh, that is it for our week. It's a very short week. We have, uh, I think, we have Supergirl coming back this week, but still no uh, Flash or Arrow. Um, and we both we both have two episodes of Agents of Shield to watch, so um, I guess we had better get to work. All right, all right, 
Go ahead and give out your Twitter handle. You can find me at on Twitter at Daniel Von Helvetz. And I am at agent underscore of the underscore bat. You can you can find Geek Elite Radio at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. But you can get you can get a hold of both of us at on Facebook with the Geek Elite uh, Facebook page. So if you're not already a follower or uh, you know haven't already liked the, the page, go and do that. Please share it with your friends and uh, you know get more people to join in. If you're a geek and you're listening to this podcast, you more than likely have other geek friends that would like to listen to this podcast too. So uh, you know get them to to come join us at, at Geek Elite Radio and um, drop us a line whenever you can, anywhere you can. Uh, we also have geekleetradio.com as our website. So until then, and n- until next week, uh, this has been Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Networks saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.